Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome once again, Traveler, to another episode of Dungeons and Doritos. My name is Cap. I'm speaking in a vaguely African accent, but no longer. Hi, I'm Hex. <laughs> I'm Colin, sorry. <laughs> I'm Brian, and I kind of I got to question the accuracy of that accent. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. That was actually a very accurate Prothean accent. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. No, 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 no. All Protheans speak like Barbados Slim. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome once again to another episode of Dungeons and Doritos. We're uh, going to get this episode underway, but, you know, as always, we got to tell you what we're going to be munching on in this exciting adventure. Yeah. Uh, first of all, this episode, um, just due to some time constrictions, we don't actually have some Doritos Locos tacos on us. However, we do have a $5 gift card thanks to you guys. We got a, I have a letter here from Taco Bell on Doritos Locos Taco Stationery, which says, hashtag congratulations. You're one of the top 1,000 winners in Taco Bell's Doritos Locos hometown tweet-off. Thanks to your awesome social media skills, you've won a $5 Taco Bell gift card. So go out, enjoy, and maybe take one of your Twitter followers with you for some Doritos Locos Tacos. Keep being awesome at Taco Bell. Yippee. Wow. Okay. Um, we found out about that contest the day before it ended. I have no doubt that had we found out about it when it actually started with all you guys behind us, uh, we would have gotten the prize, which was a truckload of Doritos Locos Tacos. What? That would so awesome. But uh, alas. I would have eaten all of those in like one sitting because they go bad otherwise. <laughs> they yeah, they do. were. They tasted like garbage. <laughs> like an hour later, you're yeah. like, oh, this is really soggy. Yeah. Not good soggy. Not good. Yeah. So uh, Doritos um, domestically, oh my god, there's been a lot of stuff that came out. I put out an APB on the forums for some Doritos Jacked, which debuted at South by Southwest. Gigantic Doritos. And then also uh, a new thing from Sabritas, the uh, Frito-Lay of, of Mexico, or Mexico, if you prefer. They, they put out something called Dinamitas, which are basically Doritos full, uh, folded over into a dynamite stick-like shape. And they have uh, two flavors, two flavors of Jack, two flavors of Dinamitas. And we are going to be dining on nothing but oddball Doritos this episode. 
But first, we got to give some shout-outs to some people. Yeah. Um, Adam Crane wrote in and said, Dungeons & Doritos is one of my favorite things ever. You guys kick ass. And he gave us a very generous support, completely isolated from our support drives. Just a, a blast of amazing support. That was incredible, man. Thank you so much. Doomstot sent us a uh, Sabritas care package fe- featuring a custom Doritos tacos bag with a picture of VMAC on it wearing a sombrero. It was delicious. Flamas, Tapatio, dinamita, uh, both flavors of Dinamitas, some Swiss Miss, which we haven't dipped into yet, a, uh, a Wilro Hood Star Wars uh, collectible card game card, as well as Bro- Ross Butler, who sent us an insane package of 21 bags of both flavors of Doritos Jack, Dinamitas, Tapatio, and Flamas. That dude is so cool. You guys are awesome. You guys are incredible. We have the best fans. Do you still have the Salsario I brought? I have a bag of Salsario yet, and I treasure it because I haven't seen it in stores anymore. Oh, not the Salsaria, the uh, 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 Salsa Verde. Salsa Verde. I do have the Salsa Verde, Colin. I do have it. That is almost six months old. You should eat it. I should eat it, and I will, and I will eat it on the next recording. Because oh my god, you are killing me. That is going to be so gross when you guys eat that. It's no, great. They don't go bad. They don't go bad. They don't go bad. Uh, that bag may or may not be open. You Colin, me, you're a horrible individual. You want me to go down and get it? I, I'm just saying, you should check All right, it. I'm you going down to go get it real quick. Them. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm really not concerned about Doritos going bad. Honestly, I think if you open a bag, there's no chance of them going bad. For example, we still have a bag of Intense Pickle from Canada. And I'm ready to eat that whenever the time strikes us, but... I mean, guys, there's so many Doritos in the world. Rule, describe the stack of Doritos that's sitting next to you right now. It's quite the stack of Doritos. No, there's a pile of bags of Doritos, and they're, they're all different colors. Thanks to John Laval, we have uh, two bags of Doritos uh, from Israel. We don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a green one and a reddish brown one. I'm intrigued by reddish brown. Um, I'm curious about green. It's we have the Irish in me. <laughs> we have no clue what these flavors are, so we're going to open these up and try these. And we're going to do uh, Dinamitas and Jack. And you know what? We've got a stack of other international flavors down here, but I don't want to slam you guys with nothing but international Doritos. I don't know what this is. Tonight. But also I'm opening up Verde. Thank you, Colin. Uh-huh. All right, I'm okay, trying. I'm trying the red and orange. Okay. This is from Israel? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be scanning the bags. If you guys can read Hebrew, let us know what they say. Or Israel. What is it, Hex? Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here goes the uh, green bag. Kind of like a barbecue a little bit. Oh, these are mine. <laughs> <laughs> let me try one. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, that's, that, the brown one is a straight-up barbecue Dorito. Yeah, this green one, it, I don't it's, know. It's just like a Lay's barbecue chip. What it is, I mean, they're they're not as, like, robust, like, really powerful flavor. It's, like, kind of lighter in yeah, there. Yeah, I really but like that, But it's really good because it's it doesn't just, like, kick in your face. Let me uh, let me see what what, your t- what all the fuss is about with this green bag here. I don't know if I want to give away anymore. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like these more, though, so I'm glad that you like those and I like these. What those the hell flavor is that supposed to be? I don't know, but I'm... It's tasty. It's green Israel. <laughs> and, I got, and I got barbecue Israel. So it might be oh. it might be specific to Israel, like a uh, you know an Israel Israeli flavor. Yeah, it's it could be. Honestly, I, I couldn't even. I'd be hard pressed to describe it to you. Mm-hmm. It's a flavor on a corn chip. It's kind of savory. It's inoffensive. I don't know. <laughs> because if you didn't know what soy sauce was and you bit into it, how would you know that that was soy sauce? You know. So here's salsa verde. I bet they're stale. It's nice. No, not stale at all. Tapatio, really kind of a uh, warm, gushy flavor. 
Hex, there's a little bit of tang to it, but it's not. It's really not severe. I'll give it's it a shot. A tickle. I'll give it a shot. And it, it comes later, so don't don't be surprised when it shows up in the back. Oh, of your there throat. it is. It just joined the party. Yeah, it tastes like it's supposed to be spicy, but it's not. But then it shows up later, and I don't like it. Now my tongue is All right. crying. Now I got nacho picoso dinamitas. They are a bright orange chip, basically as big as a cigarette. Hey, there we go. Oh wow, that's fun. This is from Mexico. I think you can, you can get these in America. These? Oh crap! What does it taste like? Um, it tastes like a, a, a delicious spicy cheese, but it's way better than spicy nacho. Oh, cool. Doritos uh, Dimitas Chile Limon, which I've heard is basically Flamas. They should have just called it Flamas. Oh. Yeah, I have I have a Doritos Jack. That's the only thing I could get. For you, Hex, just try the tip. But honestly... <laughs> just the, the tip. The, just the tip. The Doritos, <laughs> the, the Hot Wings Doritos Ranch, it's pretty good. They didn't stick any chicken flavor in here. But it's all about the sauce, I guess. There's the ranch. It's not bad, right? No, it's not bad, actually. Mm -mm. Even my sensitive palate can... Oh, there it is. Never mind. Now Doritos Jack Enchilada Supreme, which Hex should hopefully be able to handle. Hopefully. I'm such a baby. Well, the reason they're called Doritos Jack is these chips, these chips here, they are gigantic. They've got a different texture, too. They're, they're, and they're, they're double-sized um, double Doritos. Oh, like yeah, that's thicker. a bit much for me, too. Wow. And the Vertus, in general, Doritos are too spicy for Hex now. All their flavors have too much picante in them. I'm going back to Israel. Israel green. Okay. <laughs> At least for now. I've also got some cool ranch over here, Hex, if you want to dip and into what was that. that little thing of barbecue that I saw? Hex, do you think there's not enough flavors for you on this table right now? What is that? This here is a, uh, a from Japan. It's a cup of Doritos barbecue chips, but they're not Doritos shaped. They're squares with ridges. That's weird. Oh, that's just cheating. It's not. It's Dorito corn. It's a little bucket here. I just. I'll just open. This. It's like in a little noodle bucket. Yeah, and, and they look like little noodles. How is it? The texture is. This is not a Dorito. It says Dorito, but I like that a lot. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. But it's not a Dorito, so disqualified. Those Cheetos were pretty good last time, though. Pork ginger. Mm -hmm. Oh man. And this very month, launching with this very episode. Well, we're doing a new fan love competition. As you may remember, in the past, we did a fan love competition for U.S. Archer, the obscure Marvel space trucker. We did a fan love competition for Will Rowe Hood, that hapless dude wandering through the hallways of Bespin, holding an ice cream maker. But now we're going to do a fan love contest for someone a little more closer to home. We're going to do it for D&D. It's a D&D fan love contest, and Aww. we've got all kinds of cool prizes. If you just go to the uh, the link on either our contest page or on this episode's page, you'll see all the th cool things you can win. Among the first place prizes are, for first, second, and third place, we have autographed copies of the script for Crunchmas Don't Be Late. <laughs> uh, it's signed by everybody, even Mike. As their Whoa. characters, I might add. Wow. Yes. You can't, you cannot get that. They are also stained with our Dorito fingers. <laughs> Every single page. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Sorry. that just kind of happened. That was kind of unrelated to what he just said. He lost a Dorito. Two. Oh. Dorito down! Hey, Cap, I have a question. Yes. Heck. Say I'm a fan uh -huh. of Dungeons & Doritos, and I've already done some fan art of Dungeons & Doritos. Can I resubmit that art that is already out there? That's a very good question, Hex. And, no. Uh, and the answer is uh, no. People have done some amazing stuff, some amazing, amazing stuff, but uh, we would prefer to uh, have everybody do new fan art out of this since we've got a special push for it. Everybody will be competing for these big prizes. Uh, also, another uh, cool cool stuff is original art from uh, 
Lefty and Jamella, some original art from Tony as well. D&D merch that you may not have, like maybe the D&D poster, um, other stuff. Basically, full list, full finalized list at the contest page. So it'll be all locked down much after I'm recording this. Now, is it just like fan art, like drawings, or is it just... It can be it anything. anything. It can be anything. It can be, uh, it can be audio. Uh, it can be art. It can be comics. It can be uh, uh, something as fan, creative fanfic. as like with the War Rohood yep. a Twitter account. Yeah, exactly. or that little chair thing that we got. Wow. Yeah. yeah, sculpture. Basically, whatever you got. If it's creative and D and D related, then do it. If you get your nails did uh, with a different character on each one or something, <laughs> that would be awesome. You know that 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 works too. Take it any direction you want. Potato sculptures. I don't know. We're we're all about you know if it's if it's creative and uh, and some hard work went into it, then that's great. Uh, you know what? Hey, I'm gonna give a special prize for anyone who does the best Barty art. You know what? I will do the a special prize for whoever does the best VMAC related art. Mm. My prize will be better. It probably won't be. <laughs> well, you have a lot of pool with nerd pools. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and VMAC is cooler. All right. <laughs> anyway, full information on everything on the contest page, link to this episode, or on nerdyshow.com slash contest. So let's do it. Our our hold is filled with, with glistening golden chips, so let us embark on adventure now. Greetings, every pony. I am Galdap the Hoovid. My cutie mark is a pickled egg. Uh, once upon a time, uh, a group of friends, uh, magical friends, uh, they got lost in time and space uh, while they were looking for a friend of theirs who was lost by an evil man. An evil man in black. Uh, Jamila Dalagbert, the dragonborn, uh, Vimak the Goliath, Jennifer the tiefling, and, and Barty the roguish imp of a man uh, <laughs> left the steam tunnels. Uh, pursuing the Yanti, a vile and dark race of serpentine boogeymen, uh, uh, on their way to Vmax's hometown on the Ironback Mountains, where his family may uh, be facing uh, murder, massacre, and certain doom of a discording, discord, of a discordant variety. Nee. I didn't know that Galdap was a brony. That was Galdap the Hooven. <laughs> VMAC, at this point you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you charge ahead. Ah. Completely out of breath. Your legs are weak and shaky. You guys have been running for what seems like hours. Uh, Jamala is a distant second and then the group following behind. When you break out of the caves, you can't tell if it's dawn or sunset really just by the light and everything's kind of cloudy and bleak but it's got that really off bluish color to everything the first thing you notice though is that it's warm up here it's uh, even in the summer there's still like a little bit of a bite to the air this high up in the mountains it still seems warm even coming out of the heat and humid caves it just doesn't feel right and you notice there's no snow no anything and you can see basically the path left behind by some army that just kind of exploded out of this cavern. How does it smell? Like morning. <laughs> I am home. This way. 
All right, you guys um, are basically there. There's only kind of a, a path carved amongst the rocks and the trees and stuff. Most of the trees, though, are, are broken and hewed down, but it's a clearly defined path, and VMAG follows it. And it winds down and back up until you guys are looking out over a ledge, and you can get a really good, clear view of the mountainscape around you. Uh, it's definitely morning. Off in the distance, you can see smoke fires and basically all over the place. Like the mountain is just covered, pop-marked with black, dark, inky smoke. But further off in the distance, you can see small pinpricks of light, like a large gathering of them. And you recognize that peak, that mountain, as being a holy place, a place where other clans and families and, and groups of, of um, Goliaths will come about once a year or, or when there's troubles and, and they'll they'll meet there. Oh, Femac, I'm so sorry for all this. But please, remember, we must proceed with caution. This army is great. Duh, I know. So Vmac takes a second, kind of do uh, a little wolf bear summoning. You don't have to. You can feel that wolf bear is already there with you. Uh, wolf bear, he's good to be with you once again in Ironback Mountains. He actually speaks to you in the telepathic communication that you guys can share. And he tells you, Danger everywhere. I can take you through the quiet paths where they won't see you. Duh. Judging from the way everything looks, you look to be in the midst of winter. All the trees that would have lost their leaves, and they're all gone. There's, it's not like they just recently fell. The ground is soft and wet there's little streams and rivulets of water where it's just like all of a sudden it just thawed quickly but the most compelling aspect of it is all the runoff of like snow melt it's just little rivers and and it's like the rocks are just weeping water so I mean it's like a sudden it is too warm to win it as it should be (laughs) way too warm the nature is in conflict we must hurry. Everyone quiet. What? We will go along this path. There is danger everywhere. Do you want me to scout ahead? No. Wolfbear will handle that. Just follow. Wolfbear takes you down some winding paths, and you guys are heading close to a village that you remember when you were young. It's obviously it's a long way out of the way to where your village normally would be, but you can tell that Wolfbear isn't taking you to your village. He's heading for that mountaintop with the lights. He's uh, just taking a very long, deliberate road to it. Sometimes you walk, you're actually climbing up higher into the mountains before you climb back down. And at one point, Wolfbear stops and he looks over to the west and you can see what looks like a spire, like a newly formed spire of, of, of stone and wood. It's kind of awkwardly shaped and it doesn't, it, it doesn't look distinct. It, it looks like a bunch of crap just kind of shoved together but its top is distinctly glowing red and there's like almost sparks like the going up the side of it like electricity but it's it's like a dark deep red just flowing up into that into that spire wolf bear looks to you and just says heat bringers there's heat more bringers. of them Vimak, what is that spire according to wolf is heat bringer it is causing a conflict in the nature it should not be this warm now. Was it made by the Yanti? I do not know, but I would not put it past them. 
How do we destroy it? First, we must connect. The Deluvaki is coming up. They are neighboring tribe. I know them well. They are friends of Kavaki. Without any preamble, Wolfair just turns and continues on that path. And indeed, he does take you to where that village and that clan would be. What you find instead is a village burned to the ground. (gasps) I did not do that. (laughs) You see the bodies of many, many young Delavaki warriors dead. Uh, All of them, the young fit. The, the hunters, the, the the lifeblood of these villages, they're gone. And this could very well be all of them, for all you know. Among the dead, you find children, women, the old, the sick. You know, they're, they're just gone. Nobody you recognize. It's been a long time since you were in these mountains. Fifteen years. I wrap a scarf around my head so as not to be mistaken for the serpentine yanti. I don't want to... A friendly to cut me down when I'm least expecting it. But I keep a close bead on VMAC, yet slink around to see if there's any survivors, any sign of any kind of life, or maybe any Yanti waiting. VMAC quickly darts from cabin to cabin looking for some kind of survivor. Okay, anybody that's looking for survivors <clears throat> needs to roll a search. Ah! Reroll. Oh, <laughs> Well then, uh, that would be 25. I got a 10. Yeah, the, the sharp-eyed Gleeman got a 4. You don't find any survivors, but what VMAC does see, as, as he's traveling through there, he, he starts to think about the obvious past and uh, course of events that would have happened. These creatures would have come out of the mountains. They would have attacked the tribe. The, the hunters and the, the warriors would have met, met this, knowing that they were going to die. Duh but they would have done so to bide time for the survivors. Who for the would, others! Who would have escaped into the mountains or into, for, to another tribe to warn them and gain protection. Their best route would have been going across the Deva, which is the... It's kind of a lake that rises and flows within the seasons. And as you get down there, you can see that it's obviously flooded. Uh, you're, you actually hit the lake before you reach the edge of the village. Now, being that these people kind of live on this lake and around these streams and these, you know, all this natural runoff from the mountains, all of the houses have boats and things like that hanging on them. Most of them are destroyed, but you can see several of the houses, the boats are just gone. They're missing. So it makes, the only thing that makes sense is that they took those boats and headed across the lake towards the mountain. What would be on the, what's on the other side that I know of? There's kind of... A natural dock on the other side of, you know, like a rocking outcrop where they tend to take these boats across the water. They would dock them on these rocks and you would use that to travel to the other uh, tribes and they would do trading and things like that, you know, and, and do business with them. But there's a very distinct path and every village has this that goes straight to the meeting place. So, Talenke. yeah, to the Talenke. So they would have done two things. If you were here and you were with these people, you would know that uh, a small group of the youngest warriors, the ones who have not proven themselves, would have gone with, with an elder to the nearest village and let them know what was happening, while all the women and children that were surviving would, would have gone to the Talanke. Right. You know, that, that's where the, all the, the shamans and the, the elders would go to meet. While the warriors may stay in the villages and help fight off the threat, the shamans would meet up here and think their way through this conflict. What do we do to meet this challenge? 
I relay this to the group, the, this deduction. But what is the fastest way to get there? If we can't, if there, are, if there are no boats, how how do how do we arrive at the Telenke? Well, there should are... we even worry about the Telenke? What about uh, what about your home, VMAC? They will do the same. They would run to the Telenke as well. I worry about the Kabaki, but I worry more about the people. We'll go where you tell us to go. To the Telenke. Okay, so you actually can't find a boat. I mean, the boats have been knocked down. Some of them have been destroyed. But there's, it wasn't like they just deliberately went around breaking boats just for, because boat breaking is fun to do. So you guys can uh, find a boat that's, you know, seaworthy enough to make the trip. So you get on the boat and you start traveling across the lake. I have a question. Um, are you a good boatsman, VMAC? I am shaman. <laughs> All right. I hope this goes well. It is good. It will go well. I can I'm... just see, I, I can see this boat. VMAX sitting in the back and the rest of us are sitting at the top of the at the top of the boat and the boat is still all the way up in the air. No, no, no. This is, is Goliath the boat. He's made man, for Goliath. He's made for Goliath. So I sit in the middle, I do main paddling. Since all of you are uh, not as strong. Times like this, I miss chair. <laughs> the waters are choppy, but they're not unmanageable. And it doesn't take a lot of skill to push the boat across a lake. You know... Because, you know, you've, you've heard stories and you know about how a lot of these villages are laid out and stuff that you should be heading towards where this outcrop should be. But judging from the how high up the water is, I mean, it's touching the bottom of the tree line on the opposite shore, like the bottom of the leaves of the trees. That, oh, wow. So it's it's the entire mountain is thawing all at once. This is wrong. This um, is wrong. Oh. As you get out there, you actually can see while looking back at that village. You, you wouldn't have seen it before because of its position, but there's another spire in that, not far off from that village. Uh, you're, you don't see anything else because it's, it's like you just see the top of it, just past the trees and stuff. It's about the same size and it's doing the exact same thing. It's glowing red with that red lightning and and that warmth, you know, that kind of setting sun. These kind of magics are completely unfamiliar with me. Is it possible that the Yanti in such a short time were able to deploy something that would destroy the ecosystem such as this? I... I do not know. It... it is too quick, and I do not believe it is only Yanti work here. It is very possible it's the work of the men in black, but if he can dis- deploy structures like this evil magic structures... If men in black uses forces like the undead that we met in Tower... And the Yanti, I would not put it past him to work with someone who is also evil smart and makes spires. Oh, this is so bad. We are very, very outmanned, VMAC. I sincerely hope that your Kavaki or or other Goliath people will be able to help us. I have my doubts. Great. We could just join the winning team. VMAC just glowers at at, at Genevieve. You know, he's tossing it out there. You keep it up like that, no more back rides. We're here to get back. We're here to get back, Lefty. It is my hope that once this is all done with, we can return to our own time and change all this from ever happening. Tyrone, do you know what I really like? Baked Doritos. Me too. They're so scrumptious. I've heard they're good. May I try some? Oh, please, be my guest. I would like some of the baked Doritos as well. Mm. Let me e-fax you those right now. 
better than that. Better than that. I will check my computer phone. Beep boop, beep boop. I recently uh, made a technology. It's called DOIP Doritos over IP. I will send oh. those over quicks. Post haste? <laughs> Toot sweet. Toot sweet. <laughs> Toot sweet, my favorite. With the 24K modem, it'll only take a minute a chip. <laughs> Doip is a copyright and trademark of Nerdy Show. Dungeons and Doritos. Now, back to the adventure. <laughs> Doip! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, we are on lake. So you don't see a really good place to land the the, the boat. Because Can we just they... scale a tree? Let's just get <laughs> No, to both. <laughs> so I just find the best place I can. Well, you got at at this point, you can basically just bring the boat up to the tree line and just kind of pull your way through the trees by grabbing up onto branches and limbs, and it's all very uncomfortable. When is it not? <laughs> Uh, branches are whacking guys in the face. Just, Screw this you know. noise. I'm climbing up a tree and I'm going to go to the top of the tree line. <laughs> All right. Roll climbing. All right. Can I roll acrobatics? No, you're rolling climbing. Uh, you're not cartwheeling. What if you, do- what if you cartwheels up? Valid <laughs> question. I don't think that's possible. Well, there you go, Colin and Brian. And if somebody can prove me wrong and show me a video of someone cartwheeling up a tree... Then it's a it's a it's a family uh, trick among Gleeman. I rolled an eight, an eight. He to climbed, climb up a tree. You climbed up a tree successfully without falling back into the water. Excellent. Now can I like jump from tree to tree? Acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it, and my God, the target level. D twelve. <laughs> uh, I got a D12 critical, so that was a D12 plus one. So does that mean that I roll a? You D12 roll a D12 again? again. Okay. <laughs> Ten. <clears throat> Excellent. So. Twenty-three. You yes. ch- you you basically have to almost you kind of halfway up the tree because any higher and you'd start to like bend the tree. Sure. Um, so you jump across it and you manage to kind of break you know, break through the 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 leaf, the canopy part of it, and grab onto the trunk. And start to slip down, and your feet are kicking, trying to grab onto a branch, and your, you know, one arm starting to slip off. So you reach out and try to grab a branch, and you manage oh, the last second to just maybe grab onto it, and you're holding it there for a second, and taking a deep breath, and you made it. Damn. Well, I meant like from tree to tree ahead of the boat. No, you just got one tree. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Barty. King of the jungle. You know who'd hate this? Chair. Yeah. He hates boats. Yes. So much. Yeah. I hope we get to where we're going soon, VMAC. Duh. You finally feel the boat's bottom hit land. I hop out and pull the boat in. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> now you guys are back on the road, so to speak. Will Fair leading the way. Duh. Where are you heading? Are you heading to the village, the next village? Or are you heading for... Talanke. Talanke. Okay. You're just traveling at this point through warm, wet mountain. And after several hours and climbing and, you know, just basically following the ridge lines, 
you eventually come to a spot where it's like a line is drawn across the mountain. Where you're at, it's hot, wet, and just summery. On the other side is snow, and it's full winter. Like, winter is completely untouched here. This is straight-up magic shit. We're right up against this line, right? Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, I'm going to poke the uh, the tip of my staff across the line, seeing if there's any kind of barrier. No, your spear goes right through it. Huh. And we continue. Everybody roll another um, detection test. Ugh. Six. I rolled a ten. What's <laughs> <laughs> a d6 plus four? <laughs> I hate you, Colin. <laughs> Okay, what did you roll? I rolled a six. Okay. So, Marty <laughs> actually notices something odd about the snow line and looks down at it, and you can see, you can, Marty, you can actually watch the snow line melting. And hey, guys, on. I'm watching the snow line, and I can see that the snow line is melting. Duh! Um, that's weird. We must push on now. Oh, jeez. VMAC doubles his pace. Oh, dear Mark, that is strange. We must hurry. Utamala. Is it melting from underneath the snow? It's melting as if you, like, as if you had held a torch up against it and you just watch it receding. Mm. That's no good. We uh, hurry and scamper through the slush Duh. until it becomes firm winter snow. It's like in two steps, it's firm winter snow. <laughs> so is it traveling with us? No. We go faster. Okay. Within a couple hours, you're actually climbing back onto a distinct path in the road. A couple hours? Yeah. I am not dressed for this. <laughs> I think at this point, your adrenaline and fear of what's going on is quite... I've, I've gotten rid of the scarf on my head. I have wrapped my feet. <laughs> she is cold-blooded. Oh, that's true. That's, not, that's actually not true. Um, oh, is it? I, I, I'm a dragonborn. I, I breathe fire. Okay. I'm not cold-blooded, Femac. Oh, I'm sorry. I warm heartbeats within this restless <laughs> chest of mine. So, so Jennifer knows. <laughs> yes, he, he ought to. <laughs> Let's not talk about him right now. I don't know how I feel about that man. <laughs> There's something sick in his head. You know, I can hear everything you're saying. <laughs> this is a private conversation. I'm on his shoulders. I mean, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> he said he was cold. Are you just going to let him boss you around like that? Well, only part of him is warm if it's on your shoulders. Uh, we should press on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hit this this roadway. You know exactly where you're going now. Wolfbear, while walking forward, just kind of fades away. He's not needed at this point. He's still with you. You can feel his presence. But Was that supposed to happen? He's all right. Wolfbear is here. Wolfbear is watching. This when, is Wolfbear when, home. When else has he disappeared? Well, he's different. This is Wolfbear's home. Okay. He can come and go as he pleases here. In other times, I must call to him. That's good. Spooky. <laughs> Jamal looks a little spooked by that. I don't want him to watch me poop. <laughs> That's private. Too late. What? <laughs> what did you say? Press on, press on. Pressing on. Uh, you come to... That is really well timed. That really is well timed. Um, at this point, it's raining fairly heavily. <laughs> I love it. You come to you come you come to some large uh, statues of Goliath shaman. They don't look like regular like statues of men in robes or anything. They actually look like 
like Lithe men wrapped in elements. Like you can see a distinct pattern of like air and water and fire just like enveloping different parts of their bodies. Like you might have on the left hand, you would have wreaths of fire going up to the hand and on the, uh, on the right, you would have wreaths of water and then around his legs air or something like that. This is impressive artisanship you have here. Is from the old people. As uh, as as we approach uh, Talenke, uh, Vimac takes Jennifer off his shoulders. Oh, a little decorum is needed. You guys cross through the, I guess what would be a threshold almost beyond the, to move past those statues, and you see some hesitant people moving out of caves and huts and lean-tos and tents. These are broken people. They look like refugees, half-starved, weak, a lot of them injured. All of them are too young, too old. There's no real warriors among these people. They, as you guys walk forward, they start walking backwards, like away from you guys, giving you guys a wide berth. Um, You're heading to the center of what looks like a makeshift town that these guys have kind of put together here. And us basically in the middle of this is just kind of a like a dais almost like a platform so statue there it's just deliberately left without a statue as you guys approach it this is where you would meet the shamans this is where they would come and greet you and welcome you to this place and no one comes to greet you i am Vimak, son of kovaki i have returned and i am here to help with my friends nothing hey. but silence uh, hey. I spark a little and kind of gesture to be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I, I am uh, absentmindedly, as I was walking, fondling a dagger, and then as as Vmax says that, I quickly put it away. <laughs> Whoops. Jet hands. Spirits like that. Is there one among you who can tell us who is responsible for destroying your lands? Jesse. (laughs) Throughout the group that's encircled you, uh, you see little breaks open up. And you see the elders, the shamans walk out, but they don't cross past the line of people. They just sit there and look at you as if they're judging you, trying to assess what you are, why you should be there. That's when VMAC can feel Wolf Bear coming. And he just kind of takes the same path you guys did and walks right up to where you're at, at sitting beside VMAC. At that point, several other animals, not unlike Wolf Bear, start to appear next to the shamans. Not Wolf Bears, obviously. They're just different breeds, you know, uh, eagles and, and mountain lions and one place a very large squirrel <laughs> just uh, sitting next to the shamans. <laughs> uh, wolf bear lets out a howl and one by one the other animals just kind of walk towards the dais and seem to walk into it and just disappear and the shamans start to follow them towards the dais. At this point the villagers and the refugees sit down on the ground and let them come forward. Probably the oldest of them, he's not a Kavaki you're not exactly sure which clan he's from. He walks forward, leaning heavily on a staff, and walks up to Gleam, uh, or VMAC and puts his hand on his shoulder, and he says, Welcome back, son of Kavaki. I am sorry for your loss of your people. The loss of the 
the Kavaki have fallen. They were a great warrior people, a shaman people. They sought to stop this down to the last man. How long has this been going on? Mac collapses to his knees. I'm I'm up next beside him, and my hand is on his shoulder, and I know we, time is short, so I keep talking. How long? How long has this been going on? It's been days. The first day, it was easy. The, the Yanti, they were slow. We crushed them. It was good to see the young men fight. They hewed through their ranks. They were unstoppable. But then the spires went up. The warm winds came. And with that, the Yanti had renewed life and vigor. They were strong again and fast. And so nature, fast. And nature was put out of balance. They destroyed everything. We came higher into the mountains, hoping to outrun the, the, the warm winds. But they follow. They are following. Do you know who is responsible for these spires? How are they built? Do they just appear? The auntie must build them. I uh, walk up to VMAC and pull out uh, one of the wine uh, flasks from my pack and hand it to him. He doesn't drink. Oh, no, he stands up all gangster style and pours it out. (laughs) (laughs) No. For the homies, Ray. (laughs) VMAC pushes the wine aside and stands up. Jennifer Dixon. (laughs) I hand it to Jennifer. (laughs) A gulp. What do you know? Tell me all you know of the spires. The spires are an elemental spirit captured. They bring the heat. They break the weather. Without the heat, the Yonti are slow. They could not stand against us. So they brought this heat so that they could again be fast and powerful. Have your people been able to topple any of the spires? The Kavaki went to attack one of them. They saved this entire mountain, but they only brought down one. Their shaman was killed when the village was attacked. They did not have the spirit animals to help them. Fimak, your wolf bear. Uh. He is an elemental spirit. Uh. He could do battle with the the spirit trapped inside the spire. Destroy it and destroy the spire. He is a winter creature. There are no more warriors to protect us. We can't go out and do battle with these spires ourselves. If the elemental is captured, perhaps... They can't be drawn out. It is a prison for them. To kill them would be to show them mercy. Your wolf bear goes in, and he won't come out until they're destroyed. Let me meditate on this. We will give you a place of honor. So they take, basically they separate VMAC from the rest of you guys. And they take and VMAC him. reassures you that it's okay. Good, I was going to ask. As VMAC disappears into uh, one of the caverns, uh, one of the young warriors, I mean, he's barely not a boy. I mean, he's maybe 12, 13 years old. He's clearly a leader amongst the young warriors at this point. And he goes up to you, the, you know, the remaining group, and he says, I helped scout the way for the Kavaki, and I saw some things that I think you might find interesting. What's your name, boy? I'm called Alos. Well, Alos, my name is Jamela, and this is Barty and Jennifer. Sit Yo. down with us. Salutations. And tell us Bazinga. And tell us everything you know.
he sits down, cross-legged. Sitting down, as a boy, he's almost as large as... <laughs> he's almost as large as Barty. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, watch it. It's getting, it's getting personal. Yeah. These spires, they covet them above anything else. Without them, they could not fight us. When the Kavaki attacked the spire, they did so as an army going to war. And they were met by the entire hosts of the Yanti. How were they all able to be at the same place? They were not spread out? They came from all directions. They encircled them. Do you know where the forces are now? They have spread back out again. It is like the, the spire called to them when it was under attack. How many spires are there? It could be dozens. Well, what good is it to take down one if there are, if there are dozens? Because there had to be a first. Interesting theory. Is there a base of operations that the Yanti uh, are holding? We only saw them when they were already here. When this warm winds began to come... It was already too late. We had no idea which direction they were coming from. If I were to lead an army, my home base would be the first place on the foreign soil, protected by the outer perimeter. If these people came from the cave, then the main spire, the first spire, their base of operations, I would have had near that cave. Damn. But How far is it to the cave? Oh, it's far, Barty. It's as far as we walked. If it was as close as that, it would still make no difference. You'd have to go through an army. We could draw them out. Wouldn't that destroy the people? We only have to pretend to be defending. If you can destroy the spire, then we can remain behind, and you can continue on and draw out the army. You're a great warrior, and this plan of yours, it requires some thought. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Four of us against an army? No, Barty. A diversion. Mm, a diversion. <laughs> I'm going to try something. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work. I go off to the side so as not to look completely crazy. And start, uh, shouting, kind of. Christopher! <laughs> Christopher! Oh yeah, that doesn't look crazy. <laughs> Come on, you damn wizard! We need some help! Okay, I'm gonna roll for that one. I'm completely open what, to the what idea. What do you roll the... for Deus Ex Machina? <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Holy shit. There was like a 10% chance of you doing that, and you rolled a 3. You're next to... Basically, you go off to the side, so you're next to some rocks and cliffs and stuff, and the door appears on a rock and opens and Christopher <laughs> walks out. Really? Oh, we're in some serious shit here, Christopher. Things are bad. Oh, How that's smart. How did that work? Let's bring the only way to get back to our normal time and space and everything else. Let's bring that to a really bad place. Well, it's just a door. We just need to have a conversation right now. Oh, come on. I mean, it's any time and place. You can just go and just put us right there and then you're gone. Where where are you trying to go? Oh, we're not trying to go anywhere. Um, okay. I, I, I first, well... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Can't we just skip this whole thing and go to the end? We have to find Lefty, you schmuck! <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's right. We can just skip to the part where we already do find her. 
take her and skip to the end where we're all rich and happy. <laughs> Christopher, yeah, I like all right, all Christopher, right. let's make this happen. Hey, that's like it's like skipping the tinder and just going straight to the fire. You, it doesn't work like that. Every yeah. event has to happen for the final so, event to happen. If you know, skip, no, if you skip, if you skip ahead, there's nothing that happens in between to make the end happen. Please ignore them. They're completely ridiculous. No, 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 no. I want to talk about this. <laughs> Because I think you guys have a completely improper assumption of what goes on with all of this. Better idea. Okay. Skip me ahead to the front, and then make them do everything. Yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> I slap him. I, I slap him. Acrobatics to dodge a slap. <laughs> I'm slapping Jennifer. Oh, I'm acrobatics not to, to dodge Jennifer slap. I'm not wasting my time. Uh, with you know what? Anymore. Just to prove my point, that's what we'll do. You guys, you two, get into the chamber. No! Uh, Christopher, I only came here to... to uh, I didn't know how much you can see, and I wanted... We're up against an army. I was just trying to see if you had any explosives or or an idea of where we could get an army of our own or something, you know, being all-powerful. Oh, okay. that'll be skipping wait, to wait, the wait, end, wait. Jabala, as I smack her on the ass and Hold walk on. into the door. Hold on. I've, I've paid attention to your story. This is not the first time you've had to deal with an army. We had chair before. That's a, that he was a one dwarf army. That's an excellent point. This will be fun to watch. And uh, now you're down too because they're coming well, with me. Don't take them. Just refuse to take them. Why? I mean, I I think it would be interesting to, for them to see what happens if they skip ahead. What? Well, and I'm going to die because you want to prove a point. No, because they have an argument. <laughs> he didn't say you weren't going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'll do this myself. What? Why did you call me here? And by the way, don't ever do that again. That's awkward. I don't... It, it occurs to me that if you are you have all these powers, then why would this trifle of appearing when I call be of any issue at all? Okay, number one. At no point did I exude, perform anything that resembles power. You've to travel time and space, Christopher. I have but a magic you fought, chamber. Wait, you fought the man in black. You fought Galadriel. I did not fight Galadriel. Mm, I edited the episode. You fought Galadriel. <laughs> I may have misspoke. <laughs> to make my role look a little bit more important than it actually was. Okay, well, look, I just, I thought maybe, just maybe, in this extremely dire situation where a 12-year-old Goliath is giving me advice that sounds pretty good. Yeah, maybe, that's why I'm skipping to the end. Maybe, just maybe, you had something up your sleeve. Just, it was worth a shot. You showed up, didn't you? You didn't have to. You're right, I did. Thank you for showing up. Okay. If you have nothing to advise me, or give me, or help, then that's fine, and I will greatly appreciate to see you again when I am half dead, and this is all over. Half? <laughs> Maybe I'll take a ride with you, boys. First of all, I have no idea what advice this 12-year-old Goliath gave you. Second of all, at what point does it make sense to take advice from a 12-year-old? That was the, the thing. That's how bad the situation is. I, he was talking, it sounded reasonable, and I'm considering it. And that threw up some red flags for me. The fact that you're considering it throws up some red flags for me, too. <laughs> so... We're okay. out of options. So what are your options? I mean, 
you're not out of options. Obviously, he gave you a plan you're the, considering. The child has a theory that these weather-controlling spires may all be linked back to the first one. Weather-controlling spire? Really? Apparently. How are they doing that? We don't know. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, so no, no, know, we do. You know, elemental, elemental spirit. Elemental, elemental spirit. spirits. If you took an elemental spirit and you could. Oh, yes, you could. Okay, so. Hey, an hey could you turn this castle into an elemental spirit spire? What? Do it. Castle? No. Uh, okay, so if we took a, uh, an elemental. Okay, all weather is controlled by the elements. Heat, fire, wind, earth, water, all of its stuff moves it around. If you wait, took wait, this wait, one wait. element what, and put it. Wait, hmm? what about heart? Heart's on an element. What are you watching? Cartoons? What is that? It's a cartoon. Uh, never, it, never. Your kids will love it. Papa Beeman always said the heart was one of the fifth element. <laughs> At what point did anybody ever say that? Because if they are, they're wrong. Okay. Don't you say Papa Gleeman's wrong? If you put an element out of sync with everything else and ramp it up, give it as much power as you could, you could throw the entire natural order out of balance. Maybe producing summer. That is uh, apparently exactly what has happened. Ooh, I, I want to see that. Okay, so you guys want to go skip ahead. Yep. No. But I want to go see yep. the spire. I can... Okay, so we can skip you guys ahead. I'll go with you guys because I want to see this. W what happens after we go see the spire? Are we going to go see the spire? Because that's my vote. I, I vote for spire. Are, are we... Uh, okay. <laughs> Hold up. Are we traveling time or space? Are we moving from one point to another? Are you actually suggesting that we leave these poor people and VMAC to go Ooh. ahead in time? Ooh. No, Ooh. no, 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 no. Like we're going to stay. Okay, go ahead. What 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 happened if <laughs> if okay, travel time and space. Alright, as opposed to skipping to the end, what happened if we traveled to just before because the old shaman, he said, I remember in the story, he said that in the very beginning, the the the, the Yanti, they were not they were getting hooked. Hold, hold down by all, all the, all the, the Goliath, but then they start building. Yeah, hold down. They had a hold down, and then they were, they were, uh, the Goliath started to the war changed when they built the spires. What happened if we got to the point where they built the first spire? You can't do that. That's going back and rewriting it, and then this wouldn't have happened, so you would not have gone back, and then everything gets all screwy. You can't do that. Wait, who says? I, guy that's been doing it for a long time. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Christopher, before that little imp opened his damn mouth, what was your Oh, suggestion? come on, that was a great idea. You shut up, Jamara. And I soak in the bin. I just... It was head. a very good idea. It was just very, very wrong. Persuasion! <laughs> Roll it. Show you, physics. <laughs> I I clock him in the head with my staff. Hope well, he did not come out. You have to wait for him to roll persuasion. Oh, I got a critical failure. Yeah. So he kind of, like, stifles a laugh. And what I was going to say is that we could send the other two ahead, just like they want to go. And I'll stay here with you guys, and we'll go with VMAC, and we'll do whatever the plan is to do as long as we get to go see Aspire. Hey, if you want to see Aspire, we can just, um, we can have the Kavaki do their diversion thing, and then save us a lot of time, and jump back down to the base of the mountain to get to the first spire, which is where we're planning on going, because that's what the 12-year-old suggested. So you want to see a spire, eh, Christopher? Wait a minute. What are you planning to do if you get to the main spire? How are you planning on destroying it? Because you're obviously not going to throw sticks at that one either. VMAC walks out of the cave. I will tell you how we will destroy it. 
I can't wait. I've been communing with Wolfbear. I am uncomfortable with this, but he is okay. They have trapped in spires elementals of the fire. Wolfbear is an elemental of winter. Wolfbear will do battle with it. That would work. That would also make the army very, very angry. If you do that to the first one, that'll draw the army out. Then the Goliath 12-year-old can be the distraction, and then we can get to the last one. That sounds good enough for me. At least that 12-year-old didn't come up with it. Actually, the 12-year-old probably did come up with it. Well, the most of it, the bulk of it, the idea of the distraction and the fighting them so we can sneak away. The whole part about feeding Wolfbear to the Spire first, that was his idea. His and then shaman I just, idea, not yeah. mine. And then wrapping it all together was me. Oh. So I got to go get my book. You guys come on with me and we'll get you uh, fast forwarded through time and space. Don't They're deserting him. us, Vmac. They are actually deserting us. They are coming. Deserting. We'll be there at the end. Yeah, we'll be there with some, you know, some cigars. Oh, oh, by the way, if I don't survive and the rest of us all die, I don't know what will happen to the chamber. Most likely it'll just kind of implode. Perfect. That's great. That's super. Arthur, you are are abandoning us. Wait, it's not just me. It's me and Jennifer. I'm dealing with you, Jennifer, in second, but you are abandoning us. You don't want to see the story of how it happens. You want the spoilers? You know, I always read the last chapter before I do the whole story. How are you going to tell this story in future? All right, you guilted me into it, VMAC. And Jennifer? Don't you? You go ahead. You can go. But that was your last shoulder ride. Oh, Oh, that is not fair. This is true. That's all. You coming with or are you going there? I'd like to ride. You have ride to Spire. Alright. Wait a minute, I don't get a ride to the Spire? I wanna get ri- I've never had a ride on the Goliath. You can have ride to next Spire. I, I didn't realize it, but I've been traveling with 12 year olds this whole time. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then if you guys aren't gonna go take the chamber to the end of the whole episode. Then I'm going to have to take the chamber, so I can't go with you to see the spire. But I get to see the spire at the end, so I'm okay with that. Somebody's got to be there to open the doors. Yeah, we'd like to leave. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your advice, Christopher. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate you. Uh, this this isn't going to be the last time that happens, is it? I'll try not to make a habit of it. I will. BMAC picks up Jennifer. Big toothy grin. And puts him on his shoulders. There Upbeat. we go. Upbeat. You later. <laughs> Uppy! I want another ah. shoulder! Uppy! Ah. Mac looks at Barty. Later. Okay, so uh, the shaman and the the, the rest of the uh, young warriors approach you guys as uh, Christopher leaves through the door. The door closes, and they 
kind of look at you with a puzzled expression. Politely. Whether that's the puzzled expression, not me having a tiefling on my shoulders. <laughs> you arrive with a tiefling on your shoulders. They just think that's what you do down it, south. It, uh, it throws fireballs. Don't demonstrate. Get <laughs> here? That's better. So they wait patiently. And um, between Vimak and I, we relate the plan. The elders look very grimly down at the young Kavaki warriors. They kind of share knowing glances and nod their heads in assent. And the warriors throw up their spears in the air and give a big loud whoop. And um, There it is. <laughs> and then stick their spears down into the ground and stand up straight, staring right at VMAC, waiting for orders. We go. They stand and wait for you guys to start to go. <laughs> we go. And okay. we go. You guys lead the way down the mountainside at a point when you guys finally get to the area where the snow is melting. You can see it several feet further back than when you last were there. The Asa moves forward. There's a spire near here, the one that the Kavaki attacked. They've since rebuilt it. That would be the best and closest one to attack first. Then it shall be the first to fall. We should be cautious. Shall I lead the way? No. Wolf bear shall lead the way. They, he kind of backs up, not really like getting up from a crouch. He's still kind of low to the ground, trying to be sneaky. And wolf bear appears, and without a word or, or any clue that he even knows what he's doing, he just walks off in the right direction. You guys follow in. Um, you can see that the warriors themselves have lowered their spears. They're even though you, you your pace is fairly normal, they try to be more silent and stealthy but they try to keep pace with you guys which is kind of foiling their efforts a bit you guys continue on it's starting to get dark at this point you guys have traveled on foot most of the day keeping a breakneck pace it's been god knows how long since you've slept as we're as we're walking i, I talk with alos <clears throat> now alos once we get there i will rely on my three companions to protect me as i commune with wolf bear as he does battle I will expect the rest of you to lie in wait until the bulk of the forces arrive. You can set up outside the ring of the spire, and when you're finished, and if Wolfbear emerges, and you leave and head back towards the caves, and we'll wait for the Yanti to come, and we will fight. Be as swift as possible. Be as silent as possible. Do not let them know of your locations until it is time to strike. It'll be a good hunt. The sun's setting, it's night. The rain has sort of drizzled off, but everything is glowing red. As you break through the tree line, you see a ring of blasted, burnt corpses of trees. You don't see any bodies or evidence of a past battle or anything here. But there's the spire, and there, uh, Wolfbear just looks up at it as... You can actually see, like, the hair on its back standing up. He's on guard. He's ready for battle at this point. I slam my spear into the ground. I motion to Alos to, for them to disperse. They're gone already. Good. Jamala, Jennifer. I take Jennifer off my shoulders. <laughs> Barty, Boy. the three of you are to protect me at all costs. You know I will. I protect yeah. my chariot, always. I'll shoot things, you know, blast them. Yeah. I will know? be into a meditative state. I do not know if I will be responsive until after... 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The battle is finished. We got your back, VMAC. Duh. I'll be leaning on the back. Duh. Do not Can't touch. Really Do I not mean, touch. I've, I've got a promised, uh, you know, piggyback ride, so, you know. Make sure you do not touch me or let anything touch me while I am in meditative state. Something bad may happen. Sure thing. So, VMAX sits down and goes into the meditative state. As soon as VMAX sits down facing that spire, wolf bear starts to head forward. Everybody that's not meditating, do another detection test. What's it? 11. 14. And uh, Jennifer got a 4. I'm looking at my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> do you detect anything? Um, this one's got a little bit of dirt. <laughs> Jamala notices uh, several things. She and Barty both notice on the spire itself a long snake-like creature kind of unravels itself from the spire. Important question. Does she notice the terrible state of my fingernails? <laughs> so at the top of the spire, a shape unravels, a large snake-like shape unravels from the spire. And uh, begins to descend. You can see its upper body is hugely muscled. It actually carries a weapon in each hand, large battle axes, and its actual snake tail is a good 15 to 20 feet long. Okay, I, I, I nudge Jennifer, who's looking at his fingernails, and, and I, what, and no, I indicate what? I indicate to the snake, hey, uh, uh, zap, zap. Zap, zap. Okay. Well, so that was one of the things that you yes, guys noticed. <laughs> that's what me and Barty noticed, but what did just I notice? You notice that there's been some activity in the trees. What you first start to notice is that inside the trees, more snake-like creatures were coming down. But as soon as they started to break through that tree line, they were quickly killed from behind. As in, like, weapon wounds or sudden death? As in, like, a spear explodes in the chest of one of them. I won't question a blessing. But I will turn my attention towards the gigantic snake creature and unload zap, zap. a sunstrike in its face, hopefully zap, blinding zap. it somewhat. Okay, so I'm expecting a sunstrike from Jamala and from Jennifer and Eldritch Blast? Buzz zap. Buzz zap. Okay, and from a particular party? Uh... I am going to. Uh, what is what is the lo- what is the uh, what are my surroundings looks like? Basically, it's a blasted, scorched earth, probably about twenty to thirty feet wide. How tall is this snake creature? When it uh, is it like a cobra or is it like a black adder where it goes along the ground? It's wrapped around the spire itself. 
and it's coming down towards you guys. Okay, I am going to run towards and up the nearest tree behind us. Okay. He's so brave. <laughs> okay. He have a plan, there's a plan! <laughs> okay. Alright, so... He, didn't hear, he didn't see what Kamala saw. And, nope. um, Sunstrike is the the longer of my two uh, blasts as far as casting time goes. It's a 14. Is that based on the positioning of the snake an irresponsible duration? Uh, not knowing that Jennifer is here with you to Eldritch Blast it first and get its attention. Okay. Yep. Well, I move to whatever the best vantage point is and hit. prepare my casting. And this would be a 10. Uh, flicking off that last bit of grime under his fingernails, he looks around towards that snake and points at it. <laughs> and so the zap. <laughs> and a eruption of Eldritch Fire bursts from his hands and hits it full in the face. It slams... Where that came from, big boy? It slams back against the spire and grabs onto part of it with its arm as it tries to steady itself for a second and then it lets out an ugly roar at Jennifer and it just throws, throws the axes back behind him and just dives off the top of the spire towards him. Um, hopefully I'm going to be able to get my sunstrike out before he completes that action. Nope. It's very fast. It's a snake. Oh, They're built for this type of attack. To the tree! To the tree! Please tell me Jennifer is nowhere near VMAC right now. To grab huh? Jamela and to use Jamela as a dragonborn type shield. Under normal circumstances... While that would be fun, would not be practical as this thing is big. It would still probably squash both of you. But me slightly less so. (laughs) But then you would be crushed under Jamala. Ah, let's not do that. (laughs) Wait a minute, this thing has arms? Yes. Oh, Christ. It was holding Axe's body. But the snake, the tentacle, you know. Oh. I the mouth. Okay, well, where's VMAC in the spatial equation here? He's basically, I mean, I see uh, Genevieve turning around and zapping it, and then once it, like, curls back and it starts to lunge forward, she's stepping back, or he's stepping backwards, and this snake is basically pile, uh, flying over top of VMAC to get to Genevieve. I scream like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to defend yourself? Yes. <laughs> By running and, and fleeing. <laughs> Hands will be flailing wildly in the air. <laughs> and I will use the, the battle cry of my people, help, help, get it off me. <laughs> <laughs> to the tree, to the tree, I'm screaming. To the tree, Jennifer. Jennifer starts running away, waving his arms as this thing crashes to the ground, just barely missing him. I mean, it hits the ground hard. Like, rock and debris just explode out from underneath it. It pushes itself back up with one arm and just starts racing after him. Jamala. I'm next to VMAC, hoping to keep him safe, and and I have rolled a, uh, a 15 collectively with all my dice and modifiers. To hit it? Uh, to hit it with the sun oh, strike. Nice. It doesn't even see it coming. And roll the effect. This was part of my plan. <laughs> yeah, at this point, its back is to Jamala. I 
7 plus 2 is 9 plus 3 is 12. You hit it in the back right shoulder, and it actually drops an axe as it falls uh, almost face first into the ground. Its fist slams into the ground to stop its descent, and it looks back towards you and growls. And I continue to run. <laughs> and you get to Barty. Scramble up the tree. <laughs> At the trees. Barty, did you climb a tree? Yeah. Okay, so you're in the tree. Yep. <laughs> Barty. Barty. Rick'em, rack'em, rock'em, leg, track that sound into that snake. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. Yes? There's, there's something in the trees killing Yan Ti in the trees. There's a what in the in the peas? <laughs> Be careful, you idiot! Inside the spire, you're connected with Wolfbear. Wolfbear is in a torrent of fire just whirling around him. It strikes at him and it it's like it, it's consuming him. Being that he's like an arrow, but he's fighting back. How would he fight back? Because you've got a link with him. You actually are helping him do the fighting at this point. I believe it's time for Wrath of Winter. Roll it. <laughs> Casting a 15. Nice hit. And an effect. Nine. So this fire is just wrapping itself around it, almost like it's grabbing onto him. Uh, you could feel it as like almost like a bite, uh, like some creature biting and grabbing and holding onto your leg, then wrapping a spiked wreath around you and just starting to squeeze. And then Wolf there strikes back with that spell. And the winds, these cold icy winds just start circling around him, pushing that flame back. And it becomes kind of a tug of war where the fire is constricting and the wrath of winter is expanding. Oh. Wolf Bear is concentrating on that spell. VMAC is experiencing this as if he's there, but he doesn't have to concentrate on the spell. So, what is VMAC going to do? VMAC is going to do a blessing of the seven winds to push more energy into Wolf Bear. Roll that. And he's doing this in his mind, not his body. His spirit is not even really in his body anymore. It's uh-huh. with Wolf Bear. Which is why I want my body protected. <laughs> That's a nine for casting, six for damage. So while this thing it starts to constrict, you can feel that spell, you know, that uh, Wolf Bear is holding on to. It starts to pull inwards, and then you give him that extra blast of energy, and it just pushes out forward. And you can actually feel that fire, those that the un yielding band of fire you feel it snap in some places it's just like almost audible as if it's breaking apart the snake turns to Jennifer or Jamala it's kind of thrown its shoulders back and it's just its arms are heaving it's got one axe left in its hand the other one's just clenched to a fist it's looking down at her so it's it's almost like an ape just like getting ready to beat on something and it just looks at it just breathing ha- heavy and it just kind of to the side and it's just looking at her like I'm not sure how I'm going to how I'm going to do this but man I'm going to make oatmeal out of you my goal here is to keep it the fuck away from Vmac who's right next to me and um <laughs> And and so I want to get this big brute's attention. Oh, you have it. <laughs> um, in, in a kind of uh, 
let me run away and have him chase me kind of way. To the tree! <laughs> so I'm not going to run towards the trees because that's Barty and Jennifer's territory at the moment. It's salvation. Um, I- I'm going to uh, start to jog uh, uh, the perimeter of the spire and all this desolated area. And then I'm going to, as I'm running, try to blast this thing in the face since I've got its attention. <laughs> Just like I'll, I'll have started to move. So it knows to predict my movements, but I want to blind it. Okay, so you start to, like, kind of sideways walk backwards. Yes, and I'm using Avenging Light on this one, so it'll be a quicker strike. Okay. Is anybody in the trees doing anything interesting other than, like, shears? I want to jump on the fucking snake! (laughs) He shouts. From the tree! Jamala! (laughs) Lure the snake to the tree! Um... That sounds stupid. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> that sounds Better plan. Keep it away from Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer has betrayed my heart, and so I give him no mind. But but I I think that Barty's plan, while it does not sound smart, it does sound like it'll keep him away from VMAX, so I do it. Don't like it. <laughs> oh, well, the feeling's mutual, sir. So it's it's kind of being cautious, because you, you really kind of hurt him, that he's kind of judging you like looking at you warily like an animal that he wants to eat, but he realizes you have teeth too. <laughs> so as you're kind of pedaling around it, slithers its way around, you know, following you, and you guys are kind of doing this bicycling move where you're pinwheeling around each other and then you fire your avenging light. I'm, I'm assuming you're firing this when you're in a position between where you're between the snake and and Barty in the trees. Yes, uh, at some point, to basically interest the snake in what it would predict my movements to be if I do, in fact, blind it. Okay. Or impede its sight. Okay. I rolled a two and a four, so that sucks. Plus five is nine, plus two is eleven. So your spell just fires right past its face, and as it goes by, it looks back at where it's going, and it looks at you, and you swear you can see it smile, and then it just goes, <laughs> and then it just pounds one hand into the ground, and he uses that as kind of like a runner start, and he just pulls at the ground while he just charges forward. As he's doing that, I want to meet it head on. Jump. Well, it's still got a bit of distance, and... Well, right when, right, right at the moment, it's gonna happen. Okay. You just let me know. I'm no slouch when it comes to running. (laughs) But I have an idea. As the snake creature's coming towards me, Mm -hmm. is there, how stupid would it be to run at its face and use the momentum of it charging at me and it not expecting me to charge at it to kind of leap onto it and over it? Nah, would not probably. happen. It's way too big for you to leap on and over it. That's why I climbed a tree. It's like a <laughs> it's like a bus coming at you. You would not try to charge the bus and climb up the front end of it and dodge. roll across the top. <laughs> I rolled a dodge. Okay, roll a dodge. I would totally. This a reaction roll. Yes. I'm gonna charge a bus next time it comes at me. I'll try to jump over. Going 40 miles an hour minimum. Yep. I'm fit. Hex beats bus. <laughs> we 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 all remember Hex. <laughs> he thought he could take a bus head on. I feel somewhat guilty for this. 
I rolled a three. Oh, this is not going to end well for Ooh, you. Oh, Jamala, no. Don't leave me next life, too. Just should have run toward the Six. tree. Do you have any armor? So that's 11 plus the axe. Oh, that's not good. For the record, Rule just pulled out his rule book, something he very, very rarely does when doing Dungeons and Doritos. I was hoping it was not as bad as I thought it was. What's your armor class? AC is a six. Okay, so it's not armor defeating, so at least when the axe hits you in that Uh-oh. charge, it hits your armor. What's your protection rating? It's an eight. Okay, so I rolled a 21, including the charging bonus in the axe. Minus eight oh. is 15 points of damage. Uh-huh. My life points are 10. Okay, so you're at minus five now. You're on the ground bleeding to death. So well, what it does... That was it, a weird way to fight it. <laughs> <laughs> so what it does is it charges forward. You know, like I said, it grabs the earth and uses that to kind of slingshot itself forward. It charges at her, backhands her with an axe, and she just flies three to four feet to the right. Its momentum is still moving it forward. She, from what you guys can see in the trees, she just hits the ground and doesn't get up. Barty is judging the distance to be close enough now and jumps. Acrobatics. Okay. Acrobatics. All right. Oh, okay. So it's 11 of a D12 plus one. So a 12. Okay. You hit it on its back. What Basically what it's doing is it's charging. It's trying to stop itself. It hits the axe into the ground to kind of slow itself down. It starts to circle back and you land on the part of its shoulder that she hit with the uh, with, with the first spell and it's like burnt flesh and it howls in pain as you land on top of this thing. So, but you're, you're you just hit it. Uh, what are you trying to do to stay on it? Well, as a way to stay on and to also attack this thing, I'm going to stick my uh, condensed rapier into this, the soft, splashed, fleshy spot in between its shoulder blades. Okay, roll attack. D10 plus 4, a 6, a 10. Okay, you hit it, you can't even defend against it. So, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's armor defeating, so roll damage. That would be a 9. Basically, shove the sword straight down to the hilt into the back flesh of this hulking snake thing. It howls for a moment, but then it coughs, and it just—it's a wet, throaty cough. You can't see what's going on in front of you because, like I said, this thing is mammoth. Um, it teeters for a moment and then just slams forward onto the ground. Its arms just flailing out wide, and it just kind of lays there. It's still breathing but its breath is extremely slow and labored, and you can hear it's just like like a drowning victim trying to breathe. It's just wet and gross. And... I do it again! <laughs> I stick him again! It doesn't even twitch, but the breathing just stops. Aha! Do you see how it works? I told you to run to the trees! <laughs> she doesn't move. Jamala? Just don't move. She's just being a spoils board. Jamala! And I run over to Jamala. Uh, Jennifer, check check VMAC. Uh, not supposed to touch him. I don't know, but just go near him. Go near him. Okay, you, he's still. <laughs> you go near him, and he's still staring. He's his eyes are open, and he's just staring at the spire. And but, but his make faces at him. 
Meanwhile, inside the spire. Inside the spire. VMAC and, and, and Wolf Bear are pushing back against the wind. Well, the fire wind. What do you do now? You, you got your start. Kind of We're doing the same kind of one-two punch again. Wolf okay. Bear's doing a Wrath of Winter followed by My Blessing of the Seven Winds. Hit it. Uh, Wolf Bear does a nine for casting. Okay. And a six for effect. Okay. It's actually weakening, and now it's starting to collapse in on itself again. Uh, uh, Mac. Oh, God. Uh, seven for casting. Son of a jerk. Ooh! Ten. Now you're, again, you're holding now. You're not getting any ground. It's not getting any ground. You can tell that it's trying to accelerate. And it's, at this point, from your perspective, as if you could see it. And in your mind's eye, it's more of a, like an emotion of events happening but it's like you guys are trapped in a bubble of cold winter frosty air but around it what you see is just the whole world is just fire just whirling around this this sphere that you're hiding out in if it can collapse in on you you're done if you can keep pushing it back it'll have to break uh, you've already heard the cracks, the sounds of it doing that, and you know that you just got to push through that. At any point, you can push through this in any direction. The direction you're going through is probably the safest because you know if you push it all out at the same time, there's nothing that can break through. Right, and I'd rather be safe and protect both of us. Uh, go for it again, or is yep. it? Yep. Okay. First up, Wolf Bear. Ooh, uh, Wolf Bear does eight. Okay. Forecasting. And the effect is seven, uh, nine. Okay. And then it, it actually starts to collapse in on you guys again. And VMAC with the blessing of the seven winds. Ooh, six for casting. Atomale, a 13 for This effect. time, that extra push pushes back again. Now you're back at that, that, that envelope where you heard that crap before. <laughs> if you can just get it past this. One more yeah. push. Hit it. Come on, Wolf Bear. Critical failure for casting. Okay, so... so a total of five. And a six for effect. Which doesn't do anything. You're going to have to roll pretty high to even save it at this point. Ooh! Twelve casting. Nice. Five okay. effect. Okay, I just... You hold, you're holding it back. You can actually feel the strain of this... Uh, of what you're pushing back. That was close. You can almost feel like you... Like your bubble was about to just collapse, yeah. and you guys were gone. And you can even see Wolf Bear bracing himself as if he knew that the end was coming. Ah! Oh, uh, that is a nine for casting. There you go. And oh, <laughs> eleven for a fact. Nice. So he's pushing back, and you feel that strain cracking and that popping, and you, it, you can actually hear it in several places going on at once. <laughs> VMAC. Ooh, that is a nine for casting. Three. No, four. Like, you, it's almost like like you hear the creaking of a ship. That's what this perimeter sounds like now. It's just cracking and popping here and there as if it's just buckling into the strain, but it hasn't broken. Okay, you are casting your effect. Red is effect. Nice. <laughs> casting is a 12 plus 8 that is 24 for casting nice. and a total of 5 for effect 
You hear three loud cracks. The fire itself starts to turn into ribbons. And some of the ribbons are still interconnected and they're just swirling around each other, but they're barely holding on. Nice. Uh, is it three? Is that? There's three rerolls, so you get a total. This of four is one rolls. more three or one more reroll. That's an eleven. Good God! So thirty-six plus 47. eleven. Forty-seven. It's just not fifty. You're unconscious. Fifty-one effect. <laughs> Fifty. No casting. Fifty-one casting. Oh my God! With a fourteen effect. Fifty-one casting. Vmac is not gonna let Wolf Bear fully monkey. Inside, the bubble just expands and it's like emptiness. It, it's not that the bubble just gets so big, it's like the bubble just explodes. Everything, like all the fire just like fizzles out and goes away. And you know it's gone, it's dead, and your eyes just flush back into the reality. Jennifer, <gasps> get that out of my face. Meanwhile, you guys, right before that happens, Jennifer, the spire itself cracks right up the side, just like a big like three inch gaping crack just goes straight up the uh, side of it. The red lightning and the red heat just go away. You know, when I shot it earlier, that was probably collateral damage right there. Good job, Jennifer. Yeah, I know. Where are the others? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Barty, so useful. <laughs> Barty is hovering over Jamala. She's badly hurt. You can see that her armor is broken about six inches of the, of the chainmail. Part of it is just broken links, um, and there's a huge gaping wound underneath it. Jamala! Jamala! Jamala. VMAC she... looks up, looks over, bolts. VMAC, get over here! Jamala is... Jamala's dying! Without even stopping, VMAC runs over, swoops up, picks her up, and just keeps on running. Roll on top so of this I roll an eight. Okay, so you get six points back. Are you still unconscious? No. Um, that was at negative five. Okay, so you're so one. one. Her eyes open weakly, but, she, but she's still badly wounded. A game mechanic question. What was that? How did it work? <laughs> it's, uh, you have a certain number of natural healing ability. So it's basically like when you're knocked unconscious, your ability to kind of pull yourself awake to recover from injury. Okay. So <laughs> you're still dying. You're still losing hit points as we speak, but... Hold on, so she was at five. She was six. at negative five. Yeah, okay. negative five. With a positive six? Yes, now she's at one. Yeah. And she could fall unconscious. Okay. When, when do you die? When you only have a number of healing tests per day, this is equal to your toughness level. So most characters, that's three. So, and she can't make another one for at least half an hour in game time. So now she's got a number of wounds, I think three wounds. She could be, she could lose consciousness in a couple seconds. She's going to go down to negative two again. And then she's going to go down to negative five. And then negative eight. Until she's at the negative hit point. The negative version of her total toughness. Which is ten. So once she gets to negative ten, she's dead. So she's like three, four, five, six seconds away from death. What, Stay what, with what, us, Jamala. Says- Stay with us. Vmac at this point, the, just uh, just to cue everyone else in, Vmac is just picking her up and running her out of this area, because last I heard, the moment the spire falls, the entire Yon T force runs. If you keep running, you might not be able to heal her in time. 
That's why I'm just trying to get behind the line where the... It's seconds away, seconds you don't even have. Vmac collapses to his knees and try, mm-hmm. tries to work on her wounds. Uh, natural man. Uh, any kind of natural healing test can be forced by doing like a health test or like Vmac's healing power or a spell that promotes healing. All that can force her to use a new healing test. Okay, natural magic. Oh, that is in 11. Okay, go ahead and roll another healing test, and you get a plus one. Do I have the ability to cast anything in this state? No. Okay. Oh, I mean, you could. You're going to be at a minus two, uh, two or three to cast. I rolled a four. Okay, so plus the one is five. So... Okay, so you're at least conscious. You're not bleeding out. The, the, the bleeding seems to have slowed or to have crawled, if not stopped. So she's no longer losing blood. VMAC pulls a uh, party over. Do you have any rags? Uh, I pull off my shirt. Try to dress the wound. Uh, roll wisdom test? Three. All right, so she's uh, she's stable enough. I mean, she's going to need help, some help walking for a little bit. But Well, VMAC picks her back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, cradles her in his arms and continue run, continues running. From the trees, as you're heading towards back towards those trees, you see a Yanti emerge. It's and one I, of the smaller humanoid versions. It comes out and then it hits the ground right in front of you, and you see several Kavaki warriors, distinctly Kavaki, Kavaki coming out. They're actually coming out with some of the young boys that came with you. VMAC is just... <laughs> Put her down. Or... <laughs> yes, we must return. We, they thought you were dead. No, they're coming. They're coming here now. The boy brought us... He told us what your plan was, and it's it's a brave plan. I was heard... I heard Kavaki died. We could not make it back. We would not take... Uh, we would not let the auntie follow us back. We stayed here. We hid. We waited for our moment to strike. And then you came. Yes. Well, there's not many of us left. It is good to see Nether Kavaki still alive. You must hurry, they're coming. Da! Da! Barty! Jennifer! Come! Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm running. I am running. <laughs> and he's still holding me. Da. I would like to use the spell Blessing of Hope. Okay. It has a casting time of six. And it grants uh, inspiration and a feeling of hope to those within the area of effect. A sense of unified strength uh, and only affects those allied with the caster. Okay. Oh. I, uh, uh, so does that mean that Jennifer doesn't get it? Or? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, Jennifer does not get the bonuses of the spell. I was, I was gonna ask. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, my hope is that I will be uh, used to heal, heal me some more. What's your toughness level? Uh, my toughness is a level three. Mm-hmm. So this will be your last healing test after you, after he heals you again. With all my modifiers, that's a twelve. The green head of Tiamat, Emeric. Uh, its energy flows into me, and I place my hands on Vmax's chest and chin as best I can feebly reach up to it, mm-hmm. imbuing him and I alone with this great bond of of hope and friendship. You can try another healing test. Now you get a plus 12. <laughs> I'm going to take my shirt back. Actually, that, that was just the casting. That wasn't the effect. Oh. Okay. I was going to give you my cloak. I'm glad I gave you my shirt. 
not allied with me, I tell you what. <laughs> Glad I didn't use the cloak. <laughs> really? Really? I mean, because we're running and he's holding me and I'm not really aware of much else that's even happening. Did he talk to people? Did that happen? I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> got, some, got some attitude. <laughs> close to death. It's all delusion. Uh, seven plus three. Ten plus three. Thirteen. Okay, even better. You get a plus thirteen. <sighs> I mean, yeah, just like, you know, cast it, roll with it. Uh, okay, so this is just uh, checking my natural magic. Mm hmm. Plus thirteen. Oh, uh, nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you heal one wound, and you have all of your life points back. Wow, V-Mac, I, f- <laughs> I kiss him all over the face. I, thank you. We must hurry. I feel really good. Still in danger. You still have wound. I do? You have one wound left. Oh. Where? <laughs> Statistically speaking. I'm feeling around for where. Where is it? It's at our lower ribs. Oh. Ugh. Hey, put me down, put me down. VMAX <sighs> stops, puts you <sighs> down. Thank you, VMAX. I wrap some of my cloth and so on. Well, Barty's shirt is, that's okay. where it's wrapped. Okay, I tighten that more and I'm running. And, and we're just all ready to go. Okay, Barty. Yeah? Get on my shoulders. Ha, <laughs> uppy, uppy. <laughs> it promises promise. <laughs> As you start to run back into the woods, you hear a deep, low singing from the trees from where the Kavaki and young warriors are. You recognize it as a death dirge, but they're singing it very loudly. What does that mean? What is that? I will tell you another day. We must hurry. Several hours of you guys slinking through the night, hiding and then running and then hiding and running, and you guys head straight back to the towards the caves and you see that first spire the one you guys saw when you first came out the one that troubled you that is the closest spire you've seen to that cave and you're at a shelf on the uh, mountains looking down on basically a, a somewhat abandoned camp of Yanti soldiers and what look like humans wearing robes Femak I have the herald Ah, I am the Herald. Okay. Casting, we have uh, 19. Nice. And then, uh, in fact, we have six. Looking down, you see that these are women, or at least Yanti version of women, wearing robes, elegantly crafted. They're staring off into the distance as if they're looking (gasps) at those armies. They might know what they are. Those are not humans. Those are the Yanti. When I connected with the Yanti, I knew that most of the soldiers were controlled by the mages. We take out those sol- those mages. We take out the soldiers. We took out a mage before. They weren't uh, they weren't female before. Does it make a difference? There is. They are still next to the spires. They're still just as powerful, if not more powerful, than any Yanti you've faced so far. Let's do what we can from this vantage to rain hell upon them, and perhaps even. Distract them elsewhere. Wolf Bear and I shall once again do battle. We could disrupt the entire spire from a distance and they'll never know. Or will they? They may find out that it's happening, but... Well, Vimak, you shall be well guarded this time. Yeah, good, good. Barty? Hmm? Do you have any more wine? (laughs) (laughs) I've always got wine, Jamala. 
All right, so you guys are launching your attack. Ah, same procedure as before. Vmac kneels down on the ground. He closes his eyes. A moment later, they just flash open, but they're stuck open. They don't blink. They don't do anything. And his eyes fix. Vmac. Weird. Vmac's riding basically with Wolfberry. You guys are in the same form, the same body, and you're sh- just shooting down the side of the mountain within a half a half a second. It really takes. It feels like a, you know years pass by where you're just traveling through this tunnel of wind and air, and and then you slam into the spire. Being this far away from it, all kinds of perception and everything is all cockeyed and screwed. And then when you hit it, it's like you crash through that bubble of fire. You're peeling through layers of it, and then you hit back down in the middle, uh, surrounded by it, hitting it just kind of gave you a second of pause where the fire kind of expanded around you for a minute before it starts to whirl around and collapse in again. Well, in that second, can I quickly throw in a blessing to the seven Yes. <laughs> Eight. Casting and five effect. Okay. Uh, you could prevent it from actually collapsing in on you, but you're, it's, you can almost feel yourself sweating if that were possible. It's that... He is just so close to you. Next is Winter Wrath and uh, Blessing of Seven Winds to Punch. <laughs> well, look at that 12. Oh, 20. 24 casting, 4 effect. Okay, so that would be a 6. And that, which one was that? That was Wrath of Winter. Okay, and then. Blessing of the Seven Winds. 14 casting, Okay. and 7 effect. Again, the ball begins to expand. Outside, everything stays quiet. You just notice the slightest flicker in the lightning, as though its rhythm has just kind of switched a little bit. And then one of those robed people actually takes a couple steps to turn around and look at it and seems to study it for a moment. But they're so far away from you, they're not a threat, they're not a danger. They're just kind of there. Behind you, you hear a door close. I, 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 I brace and uh, turn around and I'm ready for attack, but then I assume I quickly lower my defenses. Uh, yes, very quickly. And Christopher looks out and he goes, that is fantastic. What do you tell? Well, I mean, it's obviously completely engulfed in enraged fire elemental trapped inside of a, an earthen barrier. That's just... Duh. Right? <laughs> the fact that they can do that is just great. Uh, he reaches out and he pulls out a book and he starts flipping through it. He goes, oh, I'm so glad they wrote that down. I can make one of those. <laughs> and closes his book and puts it away. Who wrote what down? What, did, what book is he that? Went to the, he went to the end. No, this is... The no, this, I'm, the I'm sorry. I've had this. This is... Anytime someone writes it down, I can look it up by the virtue of this book. This book has access to all written knowledge. You have to be oh. very careful about how you look things up. C- can I take a peek? You would go insane. Christopher huh. is a poopy. <laughs> Sprawled on a piece of paper. <laughs> no effect. You have to want, you have to know what you're looking for and then you can get into the book and you can look it up. The thing is that if you're not very specific about what you're looking for, you can get all information. Like, if I just looked up spiders, 
my mind would be lost in a ruin of That's thousands of years of written knowledge. Would your brain just turn into spiders and they'd come out your eyes and your mouth and your nose and they'd take over the world? No, it would... Oh, oh look at that. Look, the lightning changed again. Inside. <laughs> Go ahead and roll again. Okay, this is for Wolfbear. Casting is five. Mm-hmm. Effect is nine. Okay. For VMAC... Casting is five, effect is ten. Oh, okay. You actually do push back again. Oh! <laughs> and when you hear another crack. Outside, Christopher sits down and he starts opening up the book and stuff. He's like, look, this is really... Okay, to be honest, this is how I learned so much about you guys to begin with. But here's a really important fact here. He writes letters. Who does? The Man of Black. I just found out before I showed up. To whom? Like fan letters, like love letters. Like orders. Oh, and that's... Hey, wait a minute, you... Yeah, this sounds a lot like skipping to the end here. No, it's not because this has already happened. It had to have been written down first. From when we are right now. From when we are right now. I see. Pretty loophole Well, he's been working with the Yanti to make sure that he destroyed the Kavaki village first. And apparently he's been trying to get into that village and... Your home, Jamala, and Genevieve's home. That's a nice place. And now we just need to find out why. Well, to fuck with us, obviously. I don't think it's that simple, because what is he going to do except make you guys very angry? And you're very dangerous when you're angry. I don't know. I am I am truly vexed. And what what role could Lefty have to play in this? She, she was, she grew up on an island, isolated from anything. She's not a part of the prophecy. Well, you didn't go after my hometown either. I think Lifty just got, got in the way. She's kind of hot, I mean. As much as it pains me to say it, then why didn't he just kill her? Maybe he needed her help. Maybe he needed her for something. Let's go ask him. Oh, and how are we supposed to do that? Give me a minute, I'll work. And he goes back and he opens the door and closes the door. The door's still there, though, by the way. I go back to... Very, very carefully watching what's happening below. The lightning uh, running up and down that tower is distinctly off kilter. Several more of the Antiefs take it or turn to look at it. Uh, maybe uh, just a little bit over half of them are no longer paying attention to the fighting that's going on at the other spire. So their numbers are coming back. I don't know if they're coming back. It's a very good possibility. Huh. Uh, how many of these uh, Yanti are down there? Roughly speaking, 25. Barty, and I put, yeah. my, I put my hand on his shoulder. Do do not in any way attack the auntie until VMAC has done what he has to do. Yeah, but they're distracted. Yeah, but but there's 25 of them, and they're way more powerful than we've fought before. If VMAC succeeds, they will be weakened considerably. Uh, okay. It is a calculated risk that is bad, bad, bad. We mustn't do it. All right. Sorry, I was, I'm channeling a little bit of chair right now. I want to fight something. Have a thumb war with Jennifer. <laughs> I got claws. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, roll it. Aha! Breath of Winter. Eight and a five. Okay. And blessing the seven winds. We got the... Ooh, I Ten, no, 12 casting and 5 effect. Again, that power just kind of shrinks back down and the bubble starts to close. 
outside you guys see four of those Yanti that turned around raised up their hands at the spire. And you uh, see the lightning start to settle. I'm telling you, I think we need to fight those things. I have a better idea. I uh, sit cross-legged in front of VMAC and put my hands on his hands and do another blessing of hope. Boring. Yeah, by the way, uh, just because she thinks it's a bad idea doesn't mean it wouldn't be cool if you guys went ninja on it. That's what I want to do. Who's stopping you? No one! Charge! <laughs> Christopher leans back, crosses his arms, and smiles. He died like he lived. I hated him. Why don't you help him? You like to burn things? There's things down there asking to be burned. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so while she's doing her spell and has no idea that this is happening outside of her perception, how <laughs> did you go down to go ninja on him? <laughs> Let me roll for this then. Uh, 14. Add 14 to everything or? Yes, for the next, for, well, for the next roll. Probably just for this. Okay, for the this roll and then the for next. Winter Strike and Blessing of the Seven Winds? No, Winter Strike is going to be 14. Blessing of the Seven Winds is going to be 14 for the first one and then 10 for the second one. It's a then... fading one level for every one combat round. Right. <laughs> okay, so that is 11 plus 4, which is 15, plus 14, which is 29. And then we have 7 plus 14, which is 21, with plus 2, so that's 23 of that. Uh, that is 16, and that is 21. It's just like a bomb of air and energy just explodes the fire just well the air bubble expands so fast that the fire doesn't even seem to break apart it so much as just disappear outside you guys are going down and charging at the yanti this hasn't actually taken full effect yet they're still in the middle of this what's your first action Barty? uh well i'm gonna stick the closest thing that i'm near which would be one of the wizard winches yeah. with their hand in the air and doesn't even see you coming. That's right. Stick them. All right. If, well, if there's two close to each other, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll double stick. Okay. <laughs> well, you can stick this one, move about 15 feet, and then knife the next one sort of thing. Works for me. So you can work the crowd. Yeah, that's right. That's me. Do I need to roll performance skill as well? No. No, you don't have to. <laughs> Nobody's really paying attention except you. How but, will we know if he's entertained? <laughs> I think I think it, it amounts to the... Uh, it comes down to the amount of corpses he leaves in his way would be his entertainment level. At that Do point, need- he is channeling chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their consciousness is in completely different places right now. They were puppeteering the, com- the combatants at the one spire, and they were puppeteering the actual elemental ah. inside the spire. Well, the first stick is a 13. Yeah, roll damage. Holy monkey. Eight. That one's dead. <laughs> stick! Okay. Successful. Jennifer. Buzzaparoo. And he just points, and the next one that Barty was about to hit just bursts into flame. <laughs> hey! Jennifer, you joined the party! Scraboom! <laughs> Yeah, that's why that's, it's screwed your <laughs> <laughs> blessing of crap to VMAC, and we're just gonna go kill everything. Sounds good Fire to me. Blessing. Yeah, death blessing. <laughs> blessing of seven deaths. 
you don't know anything about magic. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed for you. Jeez. Okay, Barty, go ahead and roll another one. I'm assuming that the slang is going on while you're talking. <laughs> That's right. That would be a an eight for attack. Okay. Uh, and an eight for damage. And another one drops dead. Aha! And another one bursts into flames. And Jamala. Hello. Now <laughs> bless him again. The effect uh, seems to have worked. VMAX blinks his eyes open. <sighs> it's suddenly getting very cold here, too, by the way. No. <laughs> Aha! You did it, VMAX. You did it. I felt. Did you do the blessing again? I did. Thank you. Oh, oh. Hi, Christopher. Is that Jennifer and Barty down there? Yeah, I kind of no. encouraged them to do some mopping up. Well, now, now that the spire's deactivated, all right. No, he's good. They're taking out armies left and right. Well, that's good. Without those guys puppeteering them, then the, ar- the, the rest of the... Um, Army falls very quickly. Very, very quickly. And now that everything's going to start getting cold... <laughs> As soon as they're done right down there with those uh, witches, we need to leave. Ah, yes. How many are left? Go ahead and roll a just a general attack. Doesn't have to have damage. I'm just going to use this as a basis for how many people you've killed while they were talking. Ha, critical. Uh, 18. Yeah, okay, so they're dead. All of them? Yeah. Wow. He's just been walking up and just, like, dancing around them while... Jennifer points at him and Eldritch dead, Blast. Dead, dead, yeah. Dead. I'll Snake. leave you to Barty. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so basically working out all that pent up aggression. Yeah, that's right. Stickity stick, stick, stickity stick. And VMAC is kind of like just waving at them, waving them over. Christopher, did you discover where the men in black is? Yeah, we gotta go. All right. So as soon as they're ready, we're going. We're going to confront him now. Okay. So after all of the slaying, what do you guys do down there on the ground? Well, hey, hey, Jennifer, how many fingers do you have? Um, just a trick question. No, seriously. How, how many fingers do you have? I got ten. What? On each, on each hand? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, on each hand. Uh, I just never noticed. Oh, well, high ten then. No. No. And I feel like that Jennifer just walks off as I leave my hands up in the air. Yes. And Barney just puts his hands down and, all right, and just walks up the mountain. <laughs> on each hand? You guys um, go back into the chamber. Basically, we're just fast-forwarding. When the chamber opens again, you guys have traveled through time and space. It's only been several minutes. You're in a forest looking at an all-too-familiar cabin. Oh, when are we, Christopher? It's when we first left. So, no, it's not before. Wait, what kind of... What cabin is this? Barty, this is the cabin... Where we found chair.
Well, let's go in. I'm going to keep the doors open, but I'm going to stay here. If his plan is to draw me in here just to kill me and it really had nothing to do with you, then we could lose a chamber and everything in it. No, you are useful wherever you are. Wait a minute, is Lefty in there? Duh. Well, I will redeem my honor, and, and I just charge into the cabin. And VMAC runs after him. I feel like this is going to... I, just, I, I start talking, but then I stop talking, and then I start running. You break through the uh, cabin door, and you're in a very unkept, dirty, filthy cabin, sitting on the A-bed. It's rotted, it's half-falling apart, is the man in black, and he just he's just sitting there looking at his hands and he barely even notices that you've entered the room. Uh, Throwing dagger. Okay. <laughs> Is Lefty there? Oh, wait, wait. I get, I shove my way in the doorway wriggling past VMAX hulking form and I stay Barty's hand just... No, absolutely not. Throwing dagger. Man in black to this, his face. This is not what it seems, Barty. Totally no, you so cannot long. stop it. You cannot stop me throwing dagger in the face. I was first in. Roll it. Roll it. 13 for attack. You miss. <laughs> what? <laughs> you had to roll 15. It's a standard range attack test for a man in a room. So he looks up as the knife flies right past him and... That's completely unnecessary. At this point, it's over. I failed. What were you attempting to do? Just wreak havoc with our minds? I was after implements of your past. I could bind them together and see what threads were gonna unlock and hopefully stop you from breaking the world. But now the entire damn prophecy shifted. The dwarf is gone. I look around the room. Where's Lefty? Is she here? Is Lefty. She's, she's safe. I run up to him and I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab him by the throat. As he's running, VMAC grabs him. What is wrong with you people? Don't you want to, this is a man in black. He he's, he's, is a powerful he's mage. Don't you want to kill him? I do. Are you but I know better. stupid? What I are you know. talking about? He has Lefty. And no amount of stabbing him is going to get her back. Unless he lets us have her back. Either amount is no amount of talking him down. All you guys do is talk. Talk, talk, talk. Well, I zapped things. <laughs> so what's your game now? You've brought us here to where Chair came from. For what? I didn't bring you here. You followed me. <laughs> you, you took Lefty. I needed her. For what? For you. She's the closest thing to you three that isn't a part of the prophecy. So she could show me something that was an important part of your past. And I could take it. And then, I'd have all the threads I'd need to follow you to your destiny. And find out how you idiots are gonna make the prophecy come to pass. So I came here, hoping to find something from the dwarves' past. But lo and behold, the threat isn't here. Which means he's gone. Right? Right. So the prophecy, which spoke very clearly, of Jennifer the Tiefling, Jamela the Dragonborn, Vmac the Goliath, and Cher the Dwarf doesn't apply anymore. The rules have changed, so everything's been undone, and I don't know how you're gonna do it anymore. But it's definitely you three. Your threads are still going to the same place. How close am I to him? A few feet. Jamala! 
Don't be stupid. You're gonna let me walk right out of here. We will. If we get to have Lefty. You'll let me go. Because if you don't, and you kill me, you'll never find Lefty. You do realize you killed my entire family. (laughs) No. Your family was already dead. It has been 15 years. Because of your actions. 15 years, Goliath. Other things have happened. Your family was dead. Sure, some of the people you already know may have survived and died in that attack. But your beloved Dadushka and Babushka, they were already dead, son. Clan Kabaki. Okay, so clan. My clan. Well, you're the ones who are destroying the world. We are not. We are not who you think we are. Uh, yeah, totally not. I think I'm gonna have to disagree with you. How about this? If you're so afraid we're going to destroy world, what makes you think we won't destroy you right now? If you do not return lefty. Because if you kill me right now, no one, and I mean no one, can return lefty. Why would we let you leave if we don't trust you will even return her in the first place? (laughs) So, what are you saying? I'm now being held hostage? Yes, you're being held hostage. We're going to take you back to Christopher's castle and that's where you're going to stay. B-Mac crunches down on his shoulder. I agree to those terms. Good. I'm glad. I wouldn't want to break a sweat. I do not like this. Lead the way. No. You three stay. B-Mac walks up to Christopher, who I'm assuming mm-hmm. is still up. He says if we bring him to your abode, he will return lefty. The look on Christopher's face is very serious. Not stern, not angry, not afraid, just serious. B-Mac is equally serious. It's kind of like, it's almost like somebody that's just been studying something happening for so long and finally is kind of watching the results of all of his experiments all happen at once. He's measuring and weighing. I wanted to talk to you aside. I did not want to bring someone into your house without your permission. But I also, from what I know, it seems as best prison for such a person. I can't be changed now. Bring him in. Bring him in! Alright, fine. Go in there, man in black. (laughs) Asshole. Alright, you heard him. Let's move. Very well. Lead the way. I'd like Barty and Jennifer to proceed in front of him, and I will proceed behind him. I'm not walking, uh, I'm walking. Uh, with him behind me. I'm no way. Absolutely backwards. not. <laughs> <Getting> backwards. <laughs> Whatever My works. Eye on him. <laughs> so Jennifer is moonwalking. Exactly. Yeah, I'm walking backwards too with a dragger dagger drawn. <laughs> I'm walking backwards behind. Uh, what's his name there? I never did catch it. Barty. That's the guy. <laughs> You all look the same. <laughs> the man in black. Nothing personal. <laughs> the man in black follows with a bit of an amused grin on his face, and you guys enter the um, chamber. You can see Christopher is kind of keeping his distance from him while you know messing with some of the uh, gizmos and gadgets near the astrolabe so that he can plot the next course. He kind of glances up at the man on black from time to time just to get a sense of where he is in the room. But you don't see him, like, talking to him or 
anything else. It's almost like the, uh, like Christopher's waiting for something to happen. VMAC the entire time is just standing there, arms crossed, staring down the man in black. The man in black just walks forward towards the uh, astrolobe in the center of the room. He walks around the astrolobe looking at it, and you can see Christopher kind of changes directions to counter the path that he's taking, watching him. And the man in black looks at him and goes, This has got to be one of the most marvelous machines I've ever seen. Christopher just kind of takes a couple steps back, puts his hands behind his back, and just, like, folding his hands, it kind of almost like in a relaxed place, just watches him, waiting. All right, you're inside. Now, where's Lefty? <laughs> You'll see her soon enough. So the man in black, he's got his hands on one of the devices right by the um, astrolabe, and he looks at you all, and he says, Well, I guess the only thing left to do at this point is start from... Somewhere closer to the beginning, I'm going to say my goodbyes, and you might want to skedaddle. And he pushes uh, one of the levers down into the console, and Christopher looks at the doors, and they slam shut. Everything kind of swims around for a few minutes, and then the doors fly back open, and you guys wake up, or kind of pull yourselves up. You're not even sure how it happened. You're just all of a sudden just kind of on the ground and picking yourselves back up, almost like you're waking up for the first time. You're uh, nauseous. Your head is pounding. What, Christopher? What am I looking down at? A wood, a wood floor. Wood floor. And you hear seagulls and smell smoke. A lot of smoke. Mac looks up. Behind you, there's a town that's on... Fire. Oh no. Oh no. I've lifted my head and I'm looking out at sea. There's a boat drifting off into the distance. A very familiar boat. I know where we are. I know where we are too. Uh, I see a silhouette of um Jennifer flipping us off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so that's what that's like. <laughs> Not a fine kettle of fish. Uh, thank you for listening, uh, every pony, to my tale of how. Wait, that didn't even remotely address how I got my cutie mark. <laughs> well, another day, perhaps. What? F- what? F- what fate shall await our heroes? Uh, who cares? Take me away. I don't mind. You just better promise me I'll be back in time. For my anima. Dungeons and Doritos is a ready show production and is made possible by the support of listeners like you. <clears throat> Just bought the show, head to the Nerdy Store for D&D merch or donate directly to us for exclusive items where duels. For more Dungeons and Doritos episodes, character sheets, fan art, and other groovy things on the internet, visit nerdyshow.com. Saga's RPG is the official role-playing system <coughs> of Dungeons & Doritos. Uh, to learn more about Saga's or pick up a copy, visit sagasrpg.com. Dungeons & Doritos is in no way affiliated or endorsed by Doritos, Frito-Lay, 
or Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> this podcast made, made a work of parody and <laughs> any references to outside content are for the purpose of satire. <laughs> Characters appearing are fictitious as far as you know, and any resemblance to real persons living or dead is purely coincidental, I assure you. Colin, you're a horrible individual. Uh, it's, I just don't want you guys to die. What is the one resource we don't have? It's time. What is the one resource Colin decides to use up completely? Time. Oh, come on. Come on, And man. it was Doritos. delicious. It was delicious time. I, sp- I spent good money on that, uh, Salsa Verde. I'll have you know. I'll, I'll, I'll know that. Thanks you. should. You. I, I will. You, you should. I will. <laughs> You should. I, 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 you're welcome. Yeah, th- your thank you. <laughs> yes, have some. <laughs> Stupid and stupider are stuck on a logic <laughs> You're fucking killing me. A fucking death dirge. I gotta come up with that. Jesus Christ. No, it's easy, Colin. Uh, uh, I, I'll send it to you. I've got it. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I had to put that in there because it just, you know, it would hit V back and it would just work for God. the scene. But part of me was thinking, Colin's going <laughs> to shit. Yeah, here's, here's, here's where it is. Here's where it is. Sanford and Sons theme. Ah, uh, skip into the end. <laughs> God, you guys are bastards. <laughs> Think about how much easier that'd be, though. Oh yeah, super easy. Can't we just? It would have left Jamala <laughs> there to fight the thing on the spire by herself. <laughs> yep. It would have changed somewhat the, the the direction of the story, but it would have been fun for them to like pop up at the last minute just to we do like the last. Out at the last minute, we would have long ZZ Top beards. <laughs> uh, had our guitars, yeah, with with our babes. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone would have been very jealous. Oh man, that would have been awesome! Wild stallions, <laughs> fucking Barty and Jennifer. <laughs> Oh, man. Rocking to save the world. That's right. <laughs> we'd, strum, we'd strum out a solo and it would shatter this fire. Oh man, can't we go back? <laughs> None of that would have happened. <laughs> That's what we would have been doing, and every, we would have been getting killed. It would have, been, it would have felt great, though. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.